Hello everyone and welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious bat shit and sandy therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and of course I'm not alone. I'm joined once again by my friend and my co-host Phil. Phil, how you doing today brother? What's going on, brother? Bad shit indeed, and some spicy, spicy today. Let's let's do this, dude. This is a great episode. <laughs> oh man! Before we get into that, of course, we gotta let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. We're on social media. Check us out on Facebook. You can look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek Roll Order. And of course, we're on all of the major podcast providers. We're on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google and Amazon. Wherever you can get a podcast feed to go through, we're there. Give us the rating and review and just help spread this podcast. We at you, baby. Uh, and once again, we're fighting for freedom. Wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. Hell yeah. Uh, and today we are going to season two. We're going to an episode that actually provides continuity for the G.I. Joe series. Because there are at least two episodes, there are two episodes that actually reference the events of this specific episode. Oh, nice. <sighs> Dude, this episode was Good. Yes, uh, we are looking at the episode Computer Complications. Ooh, there's some other complications besides computers, I'll tell you that. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes. Yikes. This is a spicy meatball. <laughs> uh, so we start out in the middle of the ocean somewhere on the tactical battle platform because, well, gotta sell those toys. Oh, yeah. Although, not gonna lie, I kind of want one of those. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, man. So, we, we're in the ocean, and we get our naval G.I. Joes. We get Shipwreck, and Wetsuit, and Deep man, Six, and Torpedo. Yes. My man Wetsuit was ready for action in this one. Right. <laughs> So the bird Polly, he's squawking, he's bored to tears. And Shipwreck's like, uh, no, no, I'm good. Um, you know, th this mission is going according to plan. Mm -hmm. I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> right. Because they are um, in a mission to pilot some remote subs. Because they are they are retrieving these subs. To to retrieve a fragment of antimatter. Gotta love that eighties antimatter. <laughs> right. That will power and or destroy everything. Yes. Just a f small fragment will, po <laughs> yeah. will power the state of California for a month. Just this much. Well, in nineteen eighty six, it, it'd be a month. It, in twenty twenty one, it'd probably be like a day. Yeah. But you, you gotta sell the point. I guess so. See, by the time we get to this point of the series, 
I forget like Deep Six and Torpedo are in this episode. Like I think these are like their only appearances after Arise Serpentor Arise. Oh yeah. And that's I think right. for the and I think for the two of them, this is like their last appearances in the series as a whole. Because oh, neither of them is in G.I. Joe the movie. Oh boy. So yeah, this is like last appearances for pretty sure both of those two. Whew, the movie was brutal. So yeah. So yeah. Uh wetsuits wanting some action. He's like, yep. well, why do we got to use these robot submarines? I'll go down there myself. Yeah, seals are tough, but they can't handle antimatter. Why does Deep Six have, like, that weird cadence? <laughs> Doesn't he? He's like, he definitely has, like, an odd pace when he talks. <laughs> oh, my God. So yes, yeah, so speaking of uh, this antimatter falling into the wrong hands, dun dun dun, we go to Cobra Commander, and he's aboard a sub. He was quite boisterous in this episode, man. He said, "Oh, fall into the wrong hands, huh?" Right? Like he was kind of a well, more dickish than usual. And he's not even the biggest dick in this episode. Oh, no, he was not. Oh, we'll <laughs> we all get... know who that was. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. Yes, sir. Uh, so Cobra Commander orders his subs to attack. And they begin firing rockets and all sorts of missiles. But he orders three very specific sub Cobra subs to attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra subs anger, revenge, and dagger. I really wonder. It, like, he thought of the first two. He's like, oh, those are perfect. Uh, sir, we have another one. Uh, mm. uh, he just looked around his desk. Ah, dagger. <laughs> it was either that or stapler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would be funny. Just name, just yeah, just name subs after like office supplies. Seriously. <laughs> Pen, Xerox, stapler, attack. <laughs> Post it, attack. <laughs> <laughs> I choose you, mail meter. Jeez. Paperweight. Do your worst. So are the subs attack, but Wetsuit has this great idea. He reprograms the robot subs to attack the Cobra subs. Which was not a bad idea, because they did a damn good job. So they figure, so they make Cobra retreat for the time being. So, so they try to send them back. And it's like, well, we're going to need some help here. Because Cobra's involved. Time to radio for the reinforcements. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we cut to an abandoned warehouse. And Cobra Commander is meeting with Zartan. And his Ooh, brother and sister, Xandar and Zarena. So they need to get the access codes to the Joe subs. 
so they can just take over and, you know, swoop in. And Zartan's like, well, I'll handle it as I usually do. So Xandar actually applies some logic here. He's like, um, brother, at this point, G.I. Joe has a file on you a mile long. Yeah, which was a very good point. It would be a good point if Xandar just didn't epically fail three <laughs> seconds later. Yes, which he totally did. Good God, man. Yeah, so we cut to the Joe headquarters. Sci-Fi and Leatherneck are on patrol duty. And Sci-Fi's like, listen, don't be a Marine this time. We we can walk <laughs> yeah. the patrol route. We don't need to run it. So yeah, Xandar just walks up a willy-nilly on his uh, ATV. Hops over a wall. It's like, wait, what? That's your plan? You, you literally, your plan was literally just to like walk up and climb over the wall? Yeah. And look for a top secret door? Yeah, that was a great plan. Well, until one of the G.I. Joes is actually capable of doing their job. <laughs> yes, Lowlight, the team's night spotter. Oh my god. You we all know the good old Lowlight, the braggart, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, Lowlight, GI Joe's sniper. I am a badass. But we can't legally market a sniper to children. No. So he's a night spotter. Night spotter. They, they could have used sharpshooter, but they would have caught on. That just means he's a sniper at night. Basically. He's the night shift sniper. Remember the guy that can't sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like, so he's doing his thing. And he's got an iceberg with him. Oh my god. Don't get me started on this guy right now. No, go ahead. Start. Oh my god. Okay, look, people. Black people don't like the cold that much. <laughs> Come on, man. This man's like, oh, man, I can't wait to get back to sub-zero temperatures, penguins, and, like, just everything that has to do with snow. And I'm just sitting here with, with the face. Yes. Like, Iceberg. You don't, like the, you don't like the damn snow that much. The G.I. Joe from Waco, Texas. From Texas. One of the hottest places on the freaking planet. Talking about you can't wait to get back to the snow. You're lying ass. <laughs> you are a liar. So Lowlight starts shooting at Xandar. And I was just like, what the <laughs> f are you shooting at, boy? Exactly. He's like, what you shooting at? I ain't never seen nobody move that fast. So, yeah. That's because you've never seen me shoot anybody that fast. Like, okay, Solid Snake, shut the hell up. Solid Snake, <laughs> Solid Snake wishes he was low light. I know. Oh, oh my God, low light. I I I love low light though. I can't lie. He's he's hilarious. Oh yeah. So yeah, Xandar runs runs away like a little pussy. Yeah, he does. 
all that big talk like, oh, I'll get in there. G.I. Joe doesn't know anything about me. <laughs> God, he like, he ran. I have never seen somebody run like that. It was like, oh, shit. He was gone. Yeah. He was freaking gone, dude. So Xandar comes back to the uh, Dreadnoughts base camp. And Zartan. Bro, Zartan's like, well, you failed so quickly. <laughs> you know he had to run of run that, like, he really had to run his mouth on that. And Xandar's like, uh, uh no, no, it was just a, uh, just a temporary yeah. setback. Like, uh-huh. I'll do better tomorrow night. Sure you will. And Zorana just steps in and is like, um, you know what, how about I do it? I'll get the right forged paperwork, and I'll be in and out in no time. Yeah, before they suspect a thing. Yeah, so we go to G.I. Joe headquarters. It's the next day, and Beachhead is at a desk. Because <laughs> Beachhead is the officer of the day. Oh, he's even got the little armband and everything. Oh, and he does not look happy to be doing desk work. Oh, no, not at all. It's like, uh, it's like he just, he looks like he just dreads being officer of the day. <laughs> no one likes the desk work, especially when they're used to the action. Yeah. So he's sitting at the desk and up comes a woman in an, in an army uniform it's Sergeant Carol Weedler with her uh, secret access paperwork. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. And by Carol Weedler, we totally mean Zorana. <laughs> she had the... Man, she really had the disguise, though. It was nice. Like, yeah. her first scene, she had straight-up man face. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> But now, I'm like, oh my. Oh yeah. my. Yeah, Zorana kind of looks like she would fit in with the misfits. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, Beach is so like, yeah, sure, they anywhere. In there. <laughs> oh man, this next scene. Bruh. Whew. So, mainframe <laughs> is working on some on the on the terminal. He's underneath of it, getting into the hard to get areas. Mm -hmm. And he's here. Someone starts to speak. He's like, "Ah, sit down, and shut up. I'll I'll be with you when I get to you." But then, mainframe rolls out from underneath the terminal he's working on to see a pair of legs. Uh-huh. We pan up. Oh, up. buddy. He changes mm. his tomb real quick. Blue eyes, red hair. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, hey, uh, how you doing? She hands him the paperwork. He's like, ah, I don't need to be so formal yeah, around here, baby. protocol, right? Trying to get into another hard-to-reach spot now. Nah. <laughs> He's like, 
Uh, let's go somewhere quiet so I can uh, fill you in on the big picture. Right. Bro. She... She ain't having none Ooh. of it. She's like, oh, if by big picture you mean making a pass at me, I will have you up on harassment charges so fast. Bro. To have that mentioned... They know what this is 1986. They know what they're doing. This is 1986. Harassment charges. It's like, all right, mainframe's not looking great at this point. He's already coming off as a as quite a chauvinist pig at this point. Yes, he is. But no, no, it gets worse actually. Uh, he didn't take the hand too well. So, yeah. So, as soon as she says that, she, he goes into, like, full, uh, like, full gaslighting mode. It's like, oh, sheesh, you sound like my ex-wife. Oh, great response, right? (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. Uh, so we cut back to our uh, ocean scene here. Our our uh, Navy Joes have found the space probe containing the antimatter. Oh, yeah. But now we have a problem. Because the yeah. subs are kind of just stuck in position. Yeah, them subs ain't working too well. Because apparently when the wetsuit decided to reprogram to attack the Cobra, su- the Cobra subs... He somehow removed the recovery program that was literally that would literally make the subs grab the uh the thing and take it. Basically carry it away. They can't even do that. Yep. They they can't do nothing. Nope. They're just circling around doing nothing. Yeah, so we cut outside of the Joe headquarters. Serena's sitting there. As Sergeant Weedler. She's talking on and we see something in her hands. It's a video com. She's talking to Zartan. He's like, We must complete the mission soon. Yeah. So we cut back to the uh the computer labs. Mainframe is once again fixing the terminal the the, the terminal. So, and for some reason in this room, there are just like these supply crates that are stacked to almost to the ceiling. Why, why are they in this room with all the computers? I do not know. That is very bad protocol. Right. So, Zarana lassos a few of them and uh, gives them a good old shove. And the crates begin to tumble down. Dun, dun, dun. Mainframe c- peeks out from under his terminal just enough to go, What the heck is going on? As they fall and come towards him, he's like, What is going on? <laughs> Them crates ain't right. So yes, the crates are falling. <laughs> Is Mainframe going to die? 
Well, folks, I mean, probably not, because we haven't even yeah. got to the first commercial break of the episode yet, which actually, um, checking our, uh, our computer database of, uh, TV tropes, <laughs> it is exactly time for a commercial break because we have reached that, uh, dramatic, uh, will he die moment. So, uh, we'll, we'll be back in just a moment, we'll folks. After these messages. <laughs> Mickey, I think you're frightened for really no reason. There are no weird creatures from outer space in the Disney Studios. Come on, guys. Come on. Don't be frightened. Great. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, and welcome to Disney Sunday Movie. You'll have to excuse Mickey. Ever since he heard we were showing Flight of the Navigator in the Sunday Movie, he's convinced that a flying saucer has landed here at the Disney Studio and some alien being is roaming the lot. But Michael, I I'm sure I saw him. He's huge, 10 feet tall. He has ears down to the ground and gigantic feet. Mickey, it is just your imagination. Michael, what's that over there? It's him, it's the alien. Oh. oh, the world owes me. Hi, guys. <laughs> what's going on over here? Mickey, say hello to your alien. Alien? Gosh, Michael, I was never frightened. I was just kidding. I knew it was Goofy all along. Sure, Mickey. Uh, any of you buy that? Yeah. We'll continue after these messages. A double pleasure's waiting for you. A double pleasure from Double Mint Gum. A double great feeling, making you realize Double Mint's the one for you. Double fresh. Get your spaghetti ready. Get ready for Ragu Thick and Hearty Spaghetti Sauce. Our thickest, heartiest sauce ever. Now your spaghetti's ready. Ragu Thick and Hearty. This mirror reveals the whole truth. This woman just washed with soap. See the makeup and dirt soap leaves? I recommend Pond's Cold Cream to lift away what soap doesn't for cleaner, beautiful skin. No soap does what Pond's does beautifully. All right, and we are back. So as the supply crates are falling, mainframe kicks into action. He he basically uses like um the 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 scooter thing he's on. He he skateboards oh, on that fast. Yeah, because somehow in this whole confusion, some of these crates end up turning towards a uh, Carol. It's like, oh, now she's going to die, too. Yeah, seriously. But, like, she didn't realize she pretty much screwed herself when she did yeah. that. So, yeah, so Mainframe rushes in, charges at her, and saves her life. Which impressed her, I guess. No one's yeah. ever done that for her before. Well, I mean, her her family is literally Zartan and Xandar. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. So, it's not really unexpected that no one's ever done anything nice for her. Or risked so anything. She's, yeah, she's a little awestruck right now. So yeah, it gives Mainframe a chance to apologize. 
He's like, yeah, no, I, I was definitely being a piece of shit. I was totally trying to, be... to get in your pants. Right. He's like, oh, you deserve to be treated better than that. I was totally going to make a pass at you. Basically what you said, I'm trying to get that uh, Harry Catcher's mitt. Yep. He definitely admitted he was trying to get in the pants. Yeah. He's like, you know what? How about dinner? No games. No shenanigans. (laughs) Just actually dinner. Yeah, get to know each other. And she was totally feeling it, dude. Like, she, Uh uh, yeah, she was on board. Yeah, so we cut back to the Cobra headquarters. And um, Cobra Commander has the very unfortunate um, duty of telling Serpentor that they still have not retrieved the the space probe yet and the antimatter. Nope. Yo, like legit Cobra Commander is like, yo, doing the tug on the collar things like, um, <laughs> yeah, pop, pop a Cobra not happy. No, <laughs> bro, like. It's just, it's like an animation coloring mistake, but like Serpentor just like oh, turns red. That. Yeah, like his, his suit turned red. I mean, the snakes were still green, but uh, right. yeah, Papa, Papa Snake was mad. Yeah, no. <laughs> Papa Snake no happy. No, he's like, he's like, get out, get me that space probe at once. Bro. So Cobra Commander slinks off. He ran. <laughs> yeah, so run like that. He he goes to another. He's like, ah, oh, at once, at once. Uh, everything once, with him's at once. at once. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of mockery going on in this episode. I mean, yo, when it comes to Serpentor, Cobra Commander is petty AF. Yes, he is. <laughs> that was funny. At once, at once. So he's um not happy. So he's gonna contact Zartan, and he's like, "I'm not happy. We have to finish the job now." Oh yeah. Zartan's like, "But of course." <laughs> uh, so we cut back to just offside the Joe base, and where they enter Joe's diner. Ah, uh, yes. Uh How easily infiltrated. I mean, we'll get there, but oh my uh, god. So, we see Sci-Fi and Leatherneck are playing cards. And, uh, Leatherneck decides he wants to be problematic also. Oh my god, dude. Uh, He's like, who's uh, the fox? Yeah, who's, who's the fox, mainframe? <laughs> Bruh. Oh, she didn't skip a beat, though. Bro, she, like, slammed her fist on the table. He's like, she's like, I have a name, jackass. Dude. She did not skip a beat. I I really appreciated that, and by the like, way. I was like, ooh, she's, she's snarky. Like, this fox has teeth. She was she was good and snarky. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Nice. Yeah, so uh, they walk away. Leatherneck's taken aback. So much so he he loses the card game to sci-fi. <laughs> and so they find a nice quiet spot. 
And mainframe's impressed. Because, you know, Leatherneck's a big old tough macho marine. I mean, <laughs> right. he basically is. He's like, actually like one of the highest ranked enlisted guys in the G.I. Joe team. And one of the toughest, too. Because I'm pretty sure Leatherneck is like something like an E8 or an E9. I think so. He's oh, like, that, rem- that he's- reminds me of freaking Shipwreck's... Um... His patch, man. Like, I almost thought it said, uh, it looked like a petty officer's second mm. class. But then it changed, and I was like, okay, he's a chief. He's a chief. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it yes. like, changed. Like, they didn't finish it or something like that. And then in the yeah. next scene, I was like, okay, there. Because if you look at his rank, it, Shipwreck is technically wearing the wrong uniform for his rank. Yes, he is. He's wearing an E6 uniform, but he's technically an E7. Right. But really, an E7 uniform really ain't going to do much in a G.I. Joe combat situation. It's really not. Because it's basically so like they, the, the khakis anyway. Yeah, it's straight khakis. So they, I guess they went with a more relatable uniform. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they did, but... I mean, there's not really a, a, a uniform standard... I mean, th- this is a hand-selected anti-terrorist team. Basically, I mean, and, one, and, you know, one the of kid, their the guys runs around with a you know with a sash and ninja stars and no shirt <laughs> and no boots. Yes. Oh my god! You know, uh, your Cordy... your an- your anti-tank guy wears a football jersey. Oh my god, man! That's funny. I mean, yeah, there's there's no like um, you know standard uniform for their team, so. I mean, and then you get to like GI Joe the movie, you know, Big Lob wears a basketball jersey. Yeah, pretty much. Chuckles in his Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yes, it's a do what I want scenario, pretty much. So. And then you get to like the whole '90s thing, and just you know everything's like neon acid colors oh my god and then you've got more ninjas seriously so yeah so yeah so uh the waiter comes up to mainframe and uh carol (laughs) and in carol's menu there's a note stating the mission must be completed tonight right and the waiter's like, don't you have better things to do than being up this late? You know, lollygagging around. Bro, mainframe about to fight somebody. Seriously, he's like, whoa, you're out of line, pal. Dude yeah. shoved him, like, with the quickness. Yeah, he gets shoved on table. Then they grab the guy. Like Leatherneck grabs him by the hair, and oh, oh that's yep. not hair. That's part of a mask. <laughs> it's Zartan. You're running off to. It's like yeah, we have Zartan. Then the Dreadnoughts smash in. Seriously, bruh. Like Xandar tries to grab Zarana. He's like, ah, let's just get out of here. And she's having none of it. She basically just like smacks him away. It's like, 
the fuck out of here. So yeah, they uh, run everything off, and so I have so the dreadnoughts run away and escape. But I have questions. Oh boy. Why does why did nobody question what Zartan and the Dreadnoughts were doing there? Seriously, like they just came out of nowhere. Oh, and then he was like, "Come, sister, we must go." And then yes. she's like, "And she's like, f that," and she freaking attacked her own people. Yeah, Xandar they didn't like question that. Yeah, Xandar like basically tried to blow her cover. Seriously, like they seriously almost screwed up. Like it was it was terrible. Yet no one like, seemed to question the why they were so interested in, uh, you know, in Sergeant Wheatler. Seriously. Nothing? No like, questions? They, we're just going to move on like completely. normal? It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they run away. Zartans just gets a quip of like, I hope our little visit inspires Zarana to speed up her mission. Oh boy. So yeah, so once again our uh, uh our our Navy Joes are still trying to get a hold of the uh the space probe. But they're waiting for mainframe to, to do his thing, but no, mainframe is walking around the base with Zorana. Yep. He's kinda given his backstory, you know. He did his tour of duty in Nam, hobnobbed around Silicon Valley for a while. <clears throat> Although, um, file card wise, um, mainframe actually switched branches. Uh, I oh. believe it was he started in the army, and then um, went into the Marines. Yeah, I think I believe so. You're right. Yeah, because he's definitely got the Marine Corps emblem on his helmet. Yes, he does. And then if I guess when you look more at like the toy artwork, like some of like his badges and some other stuff are are army. Because I think he's got like the because I think he's got like the the wings on on his uniform, which are definitely army. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right. That's right. Yeah. So he, his first tour was army, and then when he joined the the Joes, he was a, he was a marine. That's right. Yeah. Weird little details that get added to these characters. That is pretty. Co- I, I like it actually. It's pretty cool. So, good old Duke gets to come uh, come around and be a buzzkill. <laughs> of course he does. He's like, so Duke does best. Get those subs reprogrammed. But Can't Duke, wait. I'm. But Duke, <laughs> I'm trying to get Duke. I'm trying to get some. Duke, no, said, f that. It's like, no, you get nothing. <laughs> Do your job. So they go back to the computer lab. See, now at this point, Zarana has already been in the computer labs with her clearance. 
even though she only has secret clearance as opposed to mm-hmm. top secret clearance. Exactly. Even though she's already been in the the labs at this point. Yeah. Beach has like, um, no, the clearance is right. He's like, listen, come on, Beachhead. You you really want to explain to Duke why why these subs aren't getting reprogrammed? Oh my god, exactly. Like he he really pulled a card right there. Bro, Beach has like, oh, curse Duke and his rule bending. <laughs> And also more animation oh. errors because like Beachhead's like mask just becomes like open faced and like and then back over his face and then like open faced oh, yeah, again. Dude. It's like no. Like what just happened? Right? <laughs> I think that might be the only time we ever see Beachhead unmasked in the show for some reason. I believe so. And it's an animation error. So we don't even know if that's like what he's actually supposed to look like. (laughs) Accidental reveal. Right. So say go back into the lab. Mainframe's working on the computer boards again. And uh, Zorana grabs a wrench. Because she about to to hit the dude. (laughs) This scene was so funny. It was so comical. So like as she's bringing like, oh, it yeah, down, I need that. Thanks. He turns. Yeah, he turns. I was like, "Oh, that's exactly what I need." And then oh she grabs God. a screwdriver, like she's gonna stab him. Seriously. He's like, "Oh, hey, it's look. Like, oh, yeah, again. thanks." <laughs> oh, it was like, great. He's like, "Oh, okay. Now we're gonna do it. Oh, yep. Okay, everything's fixed now." He turns around and she's just like standing over him, like with her arms open, like she's about to reach up and choke him. <laughs> turns around and gets the business. Bro, he Spicy. turns around. He's like, Well, hello there. Dude, and plants one on her. They lock lips and she's all about it. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, oh. She's like, oh, oh, I'd heard the life of the Joe team was exciting. Oh, man. Bro, I thought this episode was going to take a turn. Seriously. And she's like, turn the lights off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sparks were flying, all right. Sweet taser action. How is there that much light coming out of off of a taser? Dude, like what is it setting? Like, like he almost comically on. lights up. That's my fetish. How'd you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she they turn the lights on. And she's all like dramatic about it. She's like, I'm so sorry. Right. And it does like the thing where you do like the two thing like the two fingers and like she presses yeah, the two fingers like, up to his lips. Up, like to her lips to his lips. Uh-huh. Board. She's like sorry. Duty comes first. Yeah, so Zorana turns the lights on and off 
in a code to show that to show Zartan and, and the Dreadnoughts said, Oh, the mission is complete. Now get me the hell out of here. Exactly. Like, oh, that's that's our signal. Let's go. Yep. So they blast in like the maniacs they are. Good God, they're not ones for subtlety at all. No. No, they're not. Sheesh. So Zorana gets on the back of Zartan's vehicle. She's like, yep, <laughs> now, mission's complete. Now all of China knows we're here. It's like, <laughs> but you didn't really have to tell him the mission was complete. You, you signaled for the extraction. That's pretty uh, much saying the mission is complete. There are some screw-ups, man. So before they drive away, Zartan chucks a bomb. Dude, onto he main just freaking, he yeeted the bomb onto his chest. He's like, <laughs> oh, say goodbye to your boyfriend. Yes, say bye-bye to your boyfriend. They were ruthless, dude. Freaking yeets a bomb to, on his chest, and he's just freaking passed out. Mainframe's out of it. He's just like, oh my god. Uh, Carol. Like, so yes, our, uh, the bad guys are making their way out. There's a bomb strapped to Mainframe. So for the second yes. time this episode, we ask, is Mainframe gonna die? I don't know. We've still got like a third of this episode to go. <laughs> And he's like the main character of this episode. Seriously. So I'm not sure he's going to die. Twice, bro. But... Like, come on. So yeah, so we're going to replay. The... <laughs> so we're going to use the exact same trope that takes us to commercial for the first time. We're going to use oh, that same God. trope. And of course, we have to wait for a commercial break to see if Mayframe's going to die or not. So yeah, we'll be back in just a moment, folks. After these messages. Around here, life hasn't changed much. Pure, fresh, uncomplicated. Fresh picked fruit is a favorite. So is Smucker's Simply Fruit. Introducing a new fruit spread that's simply fruit. Purity you can taste. No sugar added. Around here, we like things simple. Smucker's Simply Fruit. So what's little dandruff? Okay, imagine you're at the social event of the year and your dream girl says hello, just as you do this. Her first impression? What a hunk, and only a few flakes. Give me a break. The breaks are, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So? So regular shampoos won't fix your problem. Try this. Head and shoulders? Well, you don't have dandruff. Bingo. Head and shoulders, because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. When you taste new Pringles Idaho Ripple Potato Chips, you better fasten your taste buds and get ready for a Pringles like you've never had before. Prepare yourself now for the only rich chip made from 100% Idaho potatoes. So amazingly hearty! So outrageously crunchy! The taste is out of this world! New Idaho Ripple Potato Chips in original taco and cheddar and French onion flavors. So overwhelmingly delicious, you better fasten your taste buds! All right, and we are back. So as uh, Zartan and the Dreadnoughts are escaping the Joes, 
And of course, nobody can hit a, sh- a land a shot to save their life. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. run away. But in a shocking turn of events, oh. Serena pulls out the, her stun gun and jams it right into the side of Zartan. So, so she heads back into the computer lab. She grabs the bomb and she yeets it away. Uh, but of course, oh, yeah. mainframe wakes up and the bomb goes off. Mainframe oh, is, yeah. <laughs> well, mainframe is not dead. But he may also be very psychologically scarred now. Seriously, like he. <laughs> He's like. Poor love struck uh, mainframe. <laughs> oh, my God. He goodness. runs around a corner. He, he just sees a big hole in the wall and a fire. He's like, Carol, Carol, where are you? Then he kind of puts two and two together. He's like, ugh. Slumped oh, yeah. over. But no, we see Carol walk up from the shadows. But it's not Carol's voice anymore. It's definitely Zorana's dropped the voice. And she's like, yeah, no, it's not Carol. It was actually, it was me, Zorana. It was, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. (laughs) Nice. He's like, wait. Holy crap. (laughs) I forgot all about that. He's like, you zapped me. I had a job to do, you moron. Basically. But I came back for you. Now we're even. <laughs> Referencing the save from earlier. Right. Uh, so yeah. Leatherneck and some green shirts come down the hall. He sees them coming. Mainframe's like, uh, hide for a second. We're <laughs> like, where, where, where? Mate, Leatherneck's like, where did they go? And he was like, um, that that way. All right, good. So yeah, the Leatherneck and the green shirts leave. Zorana and Mainframe, they kind of look each other. They have a moment. They they stare at each other. Kind of one of those, should we? So he's just like, you know what? Leave. Yeah, he's before like, I go com- now. Before I completely regain my senses. So, I have a question here. Did, did Mainframe commit treason at this point? Yeah, he let the um the infiltration terrorists go because this was definitely some kind uh, an infiltration insurrection kind of deal oh yeah and he just let her go yes he did so a man committed treason i was gonna say that 
that, yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like, would this t- technically be considered? Could mainframe technically be tried for treason at this point? That is a court martial for your ass. Oh, definitely a court martial offense, <laughs> and like, then some. That's definitely a court martial. in the brig for sure. But before they I, kick you But the I'm hell like, out. wait, like, like, could you actually go all the way up to treason on that one? Mm-hmm. Ooh, buddy. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, oh, yes, so our Joes are still at the tactical battle platform. Mainframe seems to have done his job, and they're pulling the space probe up to the surface. But, of course, a Cobra helicarrier appears. Of course. Yes. And he's like, <laughs> Yes. And we see good old Serpentor there. He's like, yes, even this one little speck of antimatter will tip the (laughs) scales of this conflict in our favor. You notice how that keeps coming back? And if Cobra can't have it, no one will. No one can. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, so we get more. Oh, yes, yeah, so at this point, the, yes, yeah, so the sub, so the uh, robot subs have been reprogrammed by Cobra. Oh, and they are yeah. now attacking the platform. Yeah, they're chewing through the hole. But luckily, the Joes are able to move the space probe aboard the USS Flag. We cut back to Joe headquarters. Lifeline's there for some reason. He's like, here, here, let me let me run some smelling salts under you. Wait, wake up, mainframe. Wake up. Get your ass up. Duke's like, listen, mainframe. I just got word from Admiral Ledger that those stupid subs are attacking the flag. <laughs> so we cut oh, back man. to the flag and it's like well now we have a problem well we can't shoot the subs because they can't point the guns of the of you know of the flag that at the right angle which okay that makes sense these are kind of close range subs and I don't yeah, pretty sure carriers aren't going to exactly have a, you know, just like bendable weapons. Yeah. And Deep Six is <laughs> like, um, it, you, we got a bunch of jets over here. Why don't we use them? Hey, that's oh, a good idea. <laughs> right. Oh, look, it's a bunch of Cobra fire bats coming out of the helicarrier. Well, never mind. Yeah, no, th- those jets we were thinking about using. Nah, they're, they're gone now. Out of the <laughs> equation. So, yeah, the uh, Cobra fire bats land. Oh, this is weird. Because the fire bats aren't being piloted by the normal... Uh, by the normal AVAX. 
they're being f flown by stratovipers that typically fly the night ravens. Oh my. It's like, it's like wait, why, why are we using like the wrong fleet of drivers for these vehicles? And so they, they're pretty much able to take the space probe because Admiral Ledger's like, yeah, um, maybe I shouldn't be shooting at them because, yeah, one wrong shot to that antimatter will blow everything to kingdom come. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that would make some sense to maybe not shoot in that circumstance. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, so so yeah, so they make it away. The Cobra troops have the uh the space probe. They take it back to the Cobra helicarrier. And Cobra commander gives the orders to install it. So they actually have enough energy to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Get the hell out of the dodge. So the robot subs are still chopping into the hull of the of the flag. And so Shipwreck's just like the only person that knows about this like secret panel of missiles. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That we couldn't have tried firing like several minutes ago. That would have helped a little bit, right? Right. Just like, a yeah. tad. Just like, a yeah. Sure, you can't, like, you know, fold the gun turrets to, like, go down the side of the ship, but, yeah, I mean, if you've got some missiles or some depth charges, that might be a better option. And they got missiles. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shipwreck just launches an entire barrage of missiles. Dude. I was like, what the F? You guys had that the whole time. And of course, in dramatic fashion, Cobra shoots the missiles, except for one. Of course. Which strikes the engine room of the Cobra helicarrier. Everybody gets one. So, this causes just enough instability that, um, the engines are glowing. Not in a good way. So, like, okay, you know what? Just run. Everyone out. Everyone run. So, yeah. <laughs> the helicarrier is falling. It explodes. We yell out in victory. But no! Now the flag is in danger. Because, uh... -huh. uh yeah, because the reprogrammed robot subs have chewed enough a big enough hole in the in the flag that it's now it's sinking. So, here's where we have one of my problems here. Admiral Ledger orders abandon ship. Like everyone yeah. swim towards uh. the battle platform. This tactical battle platform that barely had room for, what, four people before? Bruh. <clears throat> um, Literally a handful of guys. 
And you want like the entire crew of an aircraft carrier. Aircraft and we don't even know exactly people. how big the uh, the flag is. I'm going to assume it's pretty big. But from what I can tell, the current biggest the biggest aircraft carrier in current service is the Nimitz class carrier. Um, a Nimitz class carrier has a crew complement of 6,000. This is true. And I imagine, so, uh... the, yeah. And I imagine the flag is probably going to be about that big. You want all of them to jettison from the carrier. Uh huh. You gotta uh, imagine some of those people are like the lowest decks. Seriously, they're asleep. They got night shift. Right? They got graveyard. Yeah. See, like, no, how how are you gonna get like several thousand people out of there? Unless they're like what, running on a crew of like thirty seven? Yeah, I guess it's the just... kids aren't gonna question it. But <laughs> your veteran dad, mom, aunts, uncles, etc. So yeah, they have a thing to say. The co the Cobra troops are escaping the helicarrier. The sailors are jumping from the flag. But the helicarrier crashes into the flag, and both Ooh, vessels boy. sink into the ocean. Do they? Bro. You got freaking shipwreck like, now that's what you call your real big budget spectacular finish. <laughs> Shipwreck's such a dick. I love him. It's like, oh wow. Oh my god. That was insane, dude. And that was the USS flag. Yeah. Bro, they sunk the flag. That's some serious damage. <laughs> Man. Imagine being a kid and your parents bought you this $100 toy. I'm pretty sure like even the like, even back in the day I'm pretty sure the flag was still like 100 bucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> then you it just sinks and becomes like worthless. Like, well, can't play with this anymore. It's like, dead. Well, what have we learned? Whew. Yeah, so we cut back to uh, the Joe base medical facility. Mainframe's recovering from his injuries. Duke's there. So it's like, the mainframe's like, so we lost? Nah, it was a draw. Yeah, it was more so a draw. Neither one of us got the antimatter. Yep, nobody got the animator. Both sides lost sig significantly big carriers. <laughs> it was like, yeah, don't blame yourself. Serana fooled all of us. You, me, Beachhead. <laughs> that one tickled me a bit. I'm like, mm, mostly you, dude. Mostly you. Yeah. It's like, you know, Duke... Beachhead didn't want to be fooled. He tried nope. to keep her out of the top secret, the you know, the top super secret area with only her super secret clearance. That he did. 
but, but still. no, we got to bend them rules, right? Yeah. So yeah, mainframe just you know puts his arms behind his head. He just kind of looks out the window. He's like, "Yeah, tell me about it." Yeah, he's feeling kind of shitty right now. Ooh, buddy. So uh, we cut <laughs> to the uh, Dreadnoughts campsite. Ooh, them don't give AF Dreadnoughts. Bro, <laughs> they are laying into Zorana. Ooh, Sartan's yes, they are. Like, so I've been thinking, maybe you should quit the Dreadnoughts. Go marry that wimp. Get a house in the suburbs. Have kids. And they are laughing their asses off at her. And she's just sitting there, like, leaning against a tree. She just pulls out a gun. And starts shooting at them. No, she shoots it in the fire. Oh man, they all scream and run off. She straight up like escalates the fire, so they're like, "Ah, run away!" (laughs) She was not having it. And the episode ends on a split screen, where Zorana and Mainframe are just both looking up into the moon, wondering what could have been. Yeah, they think about each other, bro. The Romeo and Juliet of G.I. Joe and Cobra. Oh, man. This, I kind of wish they could have done more with this. Seriously, this episode was really good. So, there are two episodes that directly reference this episode. Oh. Uh, there's the episode Raise the Flag, which is basically <laughs> the direct sequel to this episode. Oh, they would. So yes, they they go back to the antimatter plot. Damn, raise the flag, huh? Uh huh. Oof. And there's another episode, um, gray hairs and growing pains. Oh Jesus! Where Cobra's using various plots to, uh, basically something in the skincare industry and. They end up turning people old and young. And there is a callback to the mainframe Zorana thing in that episode. Oh, snap. So, yeah. So, this episode has a... (laughs) So, there's, like, a lot of continuity coming out of this episode that gets referenced later. Oh, dude. It was good and spicy. I loved it. Dude. It definitely wish they could have done more with this. Seriously. That potential, man. Uh, you know, have a perfect world where you could actually have, like, real continuity. Like, oh, man, what if you had, like, a like a, a hypothetical, like, season three where, like, Zorana joined the Joes or something? Seriously, I, I could see that. I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing of, wow. It's like, hey... Who knows? I was like, wow, so that's what happens when you surround yourself with people who aren't just complete shitheads. Pretty much, and she wants that. So, bam, she <laughs> joins the Joes, and complete conflict conflict through and through. <clears throat> Some good, good material. Right. <clears throat> I imagine it would almost play something like, um, oh, 
So the mainframe Zorana dynamic would almost makes me think of a uh, silver bolt and black arachnia. Oh, dude, yes. <clears throat> like there oh definitely be there definitely be some like sneaking around stuff. Seriously, and like you know we can't be seen and this this and that. You and know, he would Cobra. totally be working on her, and then eventually the full switch towards good you know and then there'd be a conflict of interest there because they can't trust her and all this other uh -huh. stuff and oh dude it's 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 good it's good oh, so many things we could have got oh my goodness <laughs> oh, they had man. a good formula there for this episode they had a good thing going right o outside like, I really yeah, outside of like a few logistical issues, this was a good episode. Well, <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah, let's just oh, have an entire you know this. You haven't met us yet, have you? It's like <laughs> Yeah, some sure, let's just have the you know, the entire thousands of people on an aircraft carrier. I know. Everyone swim for the battle platform. It's like, oh, they must be underwater. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, my I'd, God. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not surprisingly, nobody mentioned a casualty report. The what? Oh. I'm sorry, how many people died? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. 37 survived out of, out of a how many? It's like, what'd you do? It's like, no, seriously, uh, how many people were on were on board this vessel? I told How do you not know how many people weren't aboard this vessel? <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so yeah, th this was a fun episode. It really was. I enjoyed uh, it. it so, was so many game. things we could have got. So many like crazy topics for the eighties, man. It's like, wow. Did we, we wow? Did we really address sexual harassment? Harassment in charges the, in the eighties. <laughs> yes, dude. Say wow. Oh my goodness! Yeah. As many of the male characters that push the limits the way they do, they seriously brought up harassment charges. I'm like, oh, like, like oh, wow. Like, uh oh, it's like yeah. Th this is mainframe's feature episode. And he's a dick. Yes. Like, why? Why? Why do our characters have just have to be like complete assholes in their feature Showing episodes? <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, but she called him out good. She did, and like deservedly so. I know. That was, in a sense, it was a little refreshing. I'm and like, then you're oh, like, nice. Was it an actual apology after he saved his, her life? He's like... It's like, I'm really sorry I approached you like that. Let me try a polite way to get in your pants. Right. It's like... <laughs> it's like, well, actually... Oh, my God. Well, actually, now I'm going to do the good guy approach. Yeah, does this work? Is this weird? No? Okay. It's mainframe. It's always weird. <laughs> what is going on? 
You never, you never go full weird. No. <laughs> oh, this good. episode was great, man. Good, good job, mainframe. You are this week's sexual harassment panda. You sound just like my ex-wife. That makes me a sad panda. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> that had to be like the worst line of the episode. That was possibly the worst thing you could say after that. That was so cringe. Oof! It's like ooh, ooh, wow. Like seriously, when he said that, I was like, oh. Now I'm like, <laughs> wait, how did this line fly in 1986? Oh my God. Oh, it passed. They did it. Yeah. I don't know how, but they did it. They did. Oh, G.I. Joe, I love you so much. (laughs) Seriously. G.I. Joe never disappoints. I could say that. No. For sure. Never disappoints. Mm Mm-mm. We'll have many questions at the end, but we won't be disappointed. Oh, boy. That's what we live for. <laughs> Seriously. But, yeah, no. So, yeah. Everything was wrong with this episode. Oh, my goodness. It's like, all right, so... Mainframe, just an overall dick. Gaslighting. Uh, overall chauvinistic behavior. Um, possible treason. Man, who, buddy, Ma- mainframe? This was not your shi- This was not your shining moment in your shining episode. It was not. Yikes! You tried. You know, at least you tried. Did he though? Did he uh, try? I think as far as mainframe goes, maybe. Who? I don't know, but ouch. <laughs> Is all I can say. Yeah. So on that cringy note, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out on social media. Subscribe on all the podcast provider platforms. Wherever you can listen and download us. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Give us that heart react. um, Whatever your podcast provider of choice will allow. And, uh... We'll see you next time, folks. Come on back for that cringy 80s goodness. We'll see you soon.